Hello, this is the Living Well with PMDD podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Bradford, certified life coach, mom of five, and PMDD survivor. Happy to have you here. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be considered health advice. Welcome to today's show. I have some great things to share with you. Specifically, three must-know phrases for women that have PMDD. And I also want to share an episode of a podcast with a doctor that specializes in hormones. Anyway, it was super interesting, recommended to me by my best friend since third or fourth grade. Over the holidays, we got to go out and have dinner. And well, we have a between lunch and dinner. It is fabulous for women's health. Then there is some men's health in there too. So those are the two things I want to cover today. And let's get started. So the three must know phrases are, I'm feeling blank right now. I'm not feeling well. And and that's okay. So I'm going to explain these because they are not self-explanatory and they're not meant to be. These phrases are super important because it gives us compassion for ourselves, And it is honest. We are actually being honest with ourselves and with others. Third reason they're so important is that we can bring our prefrontal cortex or our logical brain online much easier once we are using these phrases to acknowledge how we're feeling. So the first phrase, I'm not feeling, oh, sorry, I'm feeling blank right now. This one is powerful. When, you know, we're just going through our day and we, a lot of us, have to-do lists and we go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing and what do I need to do what do I need to do every once in a while we recognize oh I I just feel sad right now or I think I'm feeling really anxious like what what's wrong I'm feeling like something's wrong and taking a step back pausing what you're doing and to yourself or perhaps to someone who's with you. I know for me, it's my kids because I homeschooled for eight years. And then um, even having littles after that, you know, they were home with me. So sometimes it was them that would be like, mommy, are you feeling okay? And, you know, you can fake it. You can say, oh yeah, I'm fine. Oh yeah, let's go play dolls or Let's go play cars. Like, it's fine. I'm fine. But they are so loving. If you can be honest with them and say, Mommy's feeling sad right now. Or Mommy's just feeling yucky. Just in some way, just be honest with them. And it also helps you to recognize that that's how you're feeling. And that simple, recognition seems to almost flip physiologically how we are feeling. Not that we stop feeling sad, but it's like 
our whole body and mind can relax because it's like, oh, she paid attention. She listened to me. Meaning, you know, your body. And uh, yeah, that phrase has been so good for me. And I hope that you use it and that it will bring you more peace and even connection with those that you're around. Um, Obviously, I think it goes without saying, but just in case some of us women like to be people pleasers, you do not have to tell people how you're feeling. You do not need to feel pressured to tell someone that you're feeling sad. Um, This is a tool for you. And don't, you know, you don't need to use it against you. Don't give it as ammo to someone that's going to exploit you um, or, you know, in a work setting. I just, I have not used it in a work setting. So I don't, I don't know. You can share with us in uh, maybe in a review or hit me up on Facebook how that worked for you in a, in a work setting, that phrase. Okay, um, the second phrase that is a must, must know phrase for you to use is I'm not feeling well. And this is a great one to be said apologetically or just like if you would, were going to tell your boss that I think I have the flu. I, I don't think I can come in today. But instead, you're just saying, I'm not feeling well. And then you know, you might follow it up with, can I wait on this project? Can I wait a couple days? I'm not feeling well. I don't think I'll be able to turn out my best product for me because I am a stay-at-home mom with a coaching practice. This is more acknowledgement for myself when I am not performing at the level I think I should be or that I could be just to recognize oh I am not feeling well and take a pause from it or then say I'm not feeling well but I think I can still tackle this it can go either way it really doesn't matter which way it goes along with this though the reason I say you can say it apologetically It's because sometimes I recognize this only after I have said something or done something that falls outside my awesomeness. (laughs) Um, Snapping, you know, with one of my kids. Why did you do that? You shouldn't have done that. That was stupid of you, right? Um, I don't think those, like, those words aren't entirely bad or uncalled for but when said you know in anger or you know yelling at them or um if I actually called them stupid you're so stupid that's not okay with me that's not part of my awesomeness so I might after that happens be like oh man I'm sorry I said that I am not feeling well just that acknowledgement I think you know, with my kids, they'll just like, oh, it's okay, mom, or I get it. You know, we all say stuff we don't mean sometimes, or might just give me a hug. And 
it makes such a difference. I also have said it to my husband. And yes, I have, I have been acting differently, but not... I don't feel like it's been as much of an apology for my actions as much as it's been my apology for my inactions with my husband. I will be kind of avoiding tasks or avoiding conversations or avoiding stuff. And I'll recognize, oh my goodness, I still haven't given him a straight answer about going out tonight. Like, and that's when my, you know, I can recognize that and my brain comes online and I'm like, okay, so I don't think I'm feeling well. I need to go and let him know. And I just tell him, you know, I am not feeling well. And I might talk about, I realize I haven't said if I want to go out tonight or I realize I haven't addressed the financial whatever it is with the rental house, like that might come into the conversation or I might just say, I am not feeling well. Do you think you could handle things for the next three hours so I can go take a nap? Um, and occasionally, occasionally, I don't know why I said that word weird, but occasionally I might call him at work. I might send him a text. I realize I'm being really hard on the kids and I'm like, there is something wrong. And I'm like, wait, there's not something wrong with me. This is hormone-based. You know what to do. And I just send him a text. I think I'm being really hard on the kids. You might have to help me when you get home. I'm going to kind of back off. I can be really hard on my kids. And at the time, I think it is totally normal. I think they are being the worst child in the world. <laughs> so I get that. If that's you, I, I get that in the moment. That's how it feels, that irritation. We do need to step back. We do need to pause, be like, oh my goodness, I think I'm overreacting. I think I'm being really hard on them. Um, there's probably something going on in my body. Right. And, and reaching out to her husband. I have even stopped a conversation, you know, when I'm reprimanding one of my kids, namely my boys. I have to, I don't know why it seems to be them. It has happened with my girls, but mainly my boys, I guess they can push my buttons. I will call my husband and say, can you? Pause what you're doing and talk to so-and-so right now. I am just not handling it very well. <laughs> and so that has worked well. Um, sometimes I get his machine. Sometimes he's like, yes. Sometimes he's like, can I call in two hours? <laughs> it's just that I love having a spouse, a, a man that loves me and is willing to work with me and doesn't chew me out. Like, why are you calling me at work? You know, that really would not work for me having PMDD. It just would not work. I would have to find a different support person to help because I need that help. And I don't always know when I'm going to need the help. So they can't always have, what's that called? Like, foreknowledge that 
I'm going to need his assistance in certain ways. Okay, let's move on to phrase number three of the must-know phrases for women that have PMDD. The phrase is dot, 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 and that's okay. So I find this very useful when I don't want to do something. I think that's when it comes up the most. I might recognize I don't want to make dinner. I don't want to think about what I'm going to make for dinner. I don't want to go grocery shopping. I don't want to sit down and read with my six-year-olds. I don't want to, et cetera, et cetera, whatever it is that comes up. I don't know if this is partially a personality thing. If you've ever um, done the, oh, sheesh, I'm blanking, but she does the, she does a podcast and she has the different personality types of being an obliger or a rebel or, and there's two more. Anyway, when I've done her survey, I've fallen into obliger once and then rebel once. And once I came out as rebel, so many things in my life made sense. <laughs> um, eight, oh man, I'm so sorry. I cannot remember her name right now, but it could be my personality that just sometimes it creeps up and I have this intense irritability towards doing something that I feel I should do, even that I might want to do. But just when it's like, I'm supposed to go to book club. I literally have had that emotional warmth raise inside of me from my stomach all the way up to my throat. It's like, I don't want to just because of the commitment I made. So this could fall into that category, but I do think it also has some what to do with my premenstrual dysphoric syndrome. So I'm putting it out there for you. You can see if this phrase can help you. Um, let's say that it's, you know, 4.30 and I'm like, oh, dinner, what are we gonna do for dinner? Or I just got back from picking up the kids from school and it's like, that's kind of the next thing. And I just really don't want to. <laughs> I pause and acknowledge, I really don't want to make dinner. And that's okay. I do not have to want to make dinner. And from there... I try to bring my prefrontal cortex online, my logical brain, and decide, is it worth it to do it anyway? Or is tonight a night that we're going to have cereal, we're going to have oatmeal, we're going to have leftovers, we're going to go out to eat, we're going to you know, get it on my Chick-fil-A app and order some food and go pick it up, whatever it is. Um... That process has been so helpful to me because it just, I don't understand how it works, you know, as far as a mindset thing, but it physically helps me to relax, to acknowledge it's okay that I don't want to make dinner. This also happens every once in a while with getting groceries. You know, we're out of milk, we're out of bread, we're out of eggs, and it's like, ugh, I have got to go. 
And during different parts of the month, I don't want to. I can acknowledge I do not want to go to the store. And that's okay. Just sit with that for a few minutes. Really, if you can get yourself to believe that, oh, there is so much peace that comes with that. Then once you've reached that kind of, it, that feels honest, that feels authentic and true, that it's okay that you don't want to go and do that, then you make a decision. You bring your logical brain online and say, is it worth it to do it anyway? Or if it's an appointment in my schedule, like on my planner, let's say I have a coaching client in 30 minutes and I'm dreading it. I don't want to get on that call. I can tell myself that's okay, but we're going to do it anyway. So you notice I still acknowledged that it was okay that I didn't want to do it. And then I acknowledged that we were going to do it anyway. So that's just a great trick, I guess. I don't like calling it a trick, but it's a great strategy for when there's something you really ought to do. It works with your future goals. You don't want to let people down and things. Then you just can tell yourself and we're doing it anyway. Bring your logical brain online long enough to know why it's worth it. I don't really have to go into that if I've set this time aside for that task. But going to get groceries, I don't actually set a time every week that I'm going to go do that. So this comes up sometimes, and sometimes I choose not to go get the groceries. I'm like, I don't want to make dinner, and that's okay. Pause you know what? I think we'll have cereal for dinner tonight. That will be good enough. Okay, I hope that was helpful. I hope you get to use those phrases and have them become part of your normal vocabulary with yourself. It will increase the compassion you feel for yourself. It will help increase the honesty that you have with yourself and others. And it will also help you to bring your logical brain online because you're not going to be ignoring and pushing past these feelings that you're having. You will be acknowledging either irritability or sadness or anger and then going from there to, okay, now how do I want to handle this? Am I still going to go through with it or am I going to find an alternative? The second thing I wanted to share with you was a podcast episode. It's on the podcast, The Spillover with Alex Clark, and it is titled, If Your Man Isn't Chasing You Down for Sex Daily, He's Sick. With And it's with Dr. Patrick Flynn. This doctor has studied hormones, both men and women, but I think women a ton. And I got so many good nuggets from this podcast that I'm just going to pass it on to you. And he isn't, just to clarify, the title is not the main point of the podcast episode, but also he's not saying that you should give your man sex daily or that they need it daily. I think it's a catchy title 
And that's why the podcast creator, Alex Clark, used it. I will put the link to that podcast in the description or the notes for this podcast episode and talk to you again. Thanks so much for listening to the Living Well with PMDD podcast. If this episode was insightful, please add a five-star review and tell a friend about the podcast. Until next time, keep hoping, keep loving, and remember that you are not alone.